Today's episode of the Boys Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast is sponsored by Heart Soul Heat's Craft Spicy Honey. As summer has started to wind down, you may find yourself enjoying that beautiful fall weather out by the grill. There's no better way to spice things up than with Heart Soul Heat's Ghost Pepper Infused Honey. Add a little bit, or more, to your steak and you'll never go back to a basic steak sauce. Maybe you're enjoying a nice day watching football on a Sunday afternoon and are looking to order in. Add Heart Soul Heat's Ghost Pepper Honey to pizza, fries, ice cream, heck, even add it to fruit. This honey is handmade in small batches, has the right amount of heat to make things interesting, and is vegetarian, gluten-free, GMO-free, and contains no additives. We know you'll enjoy this sweet and spicy addition to any meal. To order your own, go to www.heartsoulheat.com. That's www.heartsoulheat.com and get a two-pack of their ghost pepper-infused honey today. Welcome back to the Boys Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Schaefer, here again with my regular season host, Sloan. Sloan, say hi. How's it going, everyone? Uh, Happy to be here, happy to be in person for a live podcast again with uh, my co-host Joshua Schaefer, and uh, I'm I'm just excited to be here and ready to talk about this. And you guys probably heard at the beginning of the podcast, but yes, we are an actual serious podcast now, and it's only going to get better from here. I I wrote that ad just so you know by hand. You may have thought, "Oh, was that written by professional advertisers?" The answer is no. It was written by Josh in a Word doc. Also, want to give a shout out to our other uh, guest on today's pod, Dylan's dog Gus. You may hear him walking around, uh, eating his food. You know, just kind of doing dog things. Yeah, <laughs> not licking himself though. He has a cone on, so yeah, none he, of that. Yeah, he's got that dog in him. He does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, we're sponsored now. No big deal. Go buy yourself some honey. We won't give him any more advertising unless they're going to start paying us but uh we're very excited to have we're this pumped partnership. yeah we're really excited this is a big deal for us well we're glad to be back we had a great week of fantasy football action it was another stressful one quite a low scoring week in the league um it is low scoring isn't that just crazy it just the fucking predictions man the projections are just so i i I think if I could lock in like 80% of my projected points every week up through the playoffs, I would probably do it. Yeah. Because it just, it sucks so much when you just watch somebody put up an absolute dud over and over and over again. I'm just, it was a stressful week, especially going into Monday night when I needed Zeke to put up like 10 points or I was going to get second to last or last again. I just was, Mm -hmm. I was feeling it. It was such a close Monday night for everyone. It was so fun watching that and just... It, that is, uh, to me, I think, makes it more similar to the head-to-head matchups when, with that scoring. Because it's yes. like, okay, like it's very narrow. Yeah. Like, I need to beat these people, get this amount of points. Um, then, yeah, that makes it exciting. And I love the table format. Um, I don't think we track it on, the, uh, on Mike's Excel sheet. But I know Sleeper does each week. They do the overachiever and the underachiever. Mm-hmm. Uh, showing uh, projected points and who outscored it the most and who underscored it. I think we should go back and start tracking that because it, I do think it is uh, interesting to look just at. Just so you can feel good about yourself. For no, me. I was an underachiever <laughs> this week by I know, but you 42 points. Like, Damn those. I mean, it's it's such bullshit. That's what know? I'm saying. It's such bullshit. The projections... I think 
having that stat and being able to look at it across the entire season will make you really understand how silly those projections are. I mean, it's really just the margin of error in fantasy football is so small. Even a team like Mike's, who is objectively bad, you know, and he has enough guys, random guys, that can just go off on a given week, right? Like, it's just, you know, everybody can have a good season. Dylan's team has obviously been a high performer, continues to succeed, but, you know, it's... I mean, we had five teams finish within 10 points of each other this week so it was a it was an absolute nail biter like you said the projections were totally off i think i've only gone over once so far in mine and been super far under every other week so it's just an absolute crap shoot mm-hmm. and the standings the overall league-wide standings changed a lot this week as well um just a crazy finish last week with the a lot, I mean Brian and Mike, Mike especially, very much outperformed what he we thought he was going to do. You, I thought, were just going to run away with it early on in the weekend, but just it's hard to get points. Yeah, I remember watching this weekend. Cooper Cup and Travis Kelsey both scored, I think, on the first drive of the series. And when that happens, you're like, oh man, this is the week. Like the studs mm-hmm. are out. Everybody's showing up. Kelsey maybe got, you know, three or three more catches after that. Cooper Cup, I think, had one more catch after the opening drive. I had a combined 15 points between DJ Moore, Aaron Jones, and Austin Eckler. Like, you know, those were guys going into the season, I think you were like two RB1s and a uh-huh. solid wide receiver two. And, you know, a couple of weird, weird game scripts bad performances like things change in a heartbeat definitely yeah well i'm excited for next weekend like always do you have um, any thoughts about what were your thoughts on this week's teams any any highlights for you um i mean how do you feel about your team i know that's what you really want to talk about how are you feeling about team sloan schaefer well i we're going to talk about this in a little bit but looking at the power rankings and seeing how much my team dropped i agree with it <laughs> I mean, Matt dropped me down three spots, and I have to agree, my team's getting banged up, and they're just not performing as much as I think they should, or as the projections show, so it's a tough, I think it's going to be a tough rest of the season for him, I really do. Yeah. But, um, Dylan's looking good, like we expected, uh, good's looking bad, which we didn't really expect not that. this. I don't think it's. I don't think it's real. With man. how bad Joe Mixon and, and Alvin Kamara cannot be this bad. They have both been absolutely atrocious so far. I don't think it can be. It can continue to be this bad. And if it is, he's truly fucked. It can only go up for yes, him. Yes, that's true. So maybe it is just a fluke. Floor. Just a fluke first three weeks. I mean, yeah, you gotta be feeling pretty bad though if you're on good to have had Jalen Hurts be the fantasy MVP through three weeks, and you have. You're in last place right now in the league. Yeah, I'd like to know what percentage of On Good's overall points come from has come from Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> it's maybe like thirty percent, probably something close. I would to assume that. the highest of any team in our league. Yes, from a single from one player. player. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean, just probably because he's the leading scorer too. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I feel like with your team, this was you know very for like you could see this coming that. The depth would, and you, yeah. we talked. I tried to talk to you about it during the off season, and you didn't really, 
you didn't really seem too concerned about your lack of depth. What, you know, where are you at now? Are you... I felt pretty deep going into the season, and I think most people would have agreed. Well, it's gotten less deep about your team, though. Nothing's Gabe changed. Davis is not performing as well as I thought. He didn't play. He hasn't played. He played last week. I know, but... He played a lot last week, and he hey, did not he, get the targets. He, no, he got a similar target share to what he got in the first game, actually. Even one more than, than in well, week one. Well, <laughs> compared to week two, because he, he was out. Uh, he was out week two. You're right. He played last week, got six targets, and then got five targets the week before. Right. It's He's one guy. Ayuk, I wanted to... I wanted him to perform a little better. He hasn't so far. I think it's better that Garoppolo's playing than Trey Lance. It is. Um, and Brandon Cooks, he... Just the first three weeks, I don't know if it's been their matchups or what, but he just hasn't been able to yeah, put he's up been as bad. many points as I want. So. Good target share for Brandon Cooks, though. You feel decent oh, about well, that. Oh, yeah. I think he's the only... He's the clearly the number one wide receiver on the team, and he's going to get a lot of, of targets, but it's just terms of converting those targets into catches and, and yards. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about your team, but I think your team's going to be good the rest of the season. You're, I still think you're probably the favorite to win the league, even though you're not uh, in first in the table right now. Yeah, I mean, I do think I've been pretty, uh, for early in the season, pretty decimated by injuries, mm-hmm. I would say. Losing Godwin again to the hamstring injury. I mean, he's a borderline wide receiver one when he's playing... Dak, obviously, and then having to pick between Mitch Trubisky and Davis Mills, that's a pretty significant drop-off. And, you know, also having DeAndre Hopkins, I feel good about him coming back. That'll be very That'll be nice. Big. Yeah, I mean, some things haven't turned out for me, though. I mean, Allen Robinson has not been great so far. You know, who, who's to say what will happen Weren't the rest of the season? Weren't you just telling me that he was fantastic when you were I'm trying to trade him to me I, yesterday? Look, I, will, I will read, I will read <laughs> what I said to you. I didn't say he's been fantastic. I just said he's Your team not, sucks. You need him, right? Is that what you said? I said he has good route participation. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't lying to you. I was, I, I was very intentional about what I said because I'm not trying to sell you <laughs> shit. Allen Robinson, I don't think he's bogus. Tough start to the season, but good route participation, which is what you want to see. <laughs> route participation. Okay, yeah, well, I was, I was I trying to get Ramondre Stevenson, so it's not like I'm shooting for the moon here. Yeah, I get that. Um, Ramondre's playing better, though. He yeah, he put up uh, he's, oh, 19 he's, points, I believe, last week. He did. He had a good week last week. But he, he's a Patriots running back, yeah. so... That's what I'm saying. The ceiling yeah. is pretty capped there. So I, that's why... Allen Robinson was involved in that trade. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Allen Robinson is hurt. DJ Moore, I think everybody going into the season thought, you know, Baker would be an upgrade for him. Obviously not really a big enough of an upgrade. Nope. Um, so, yeah, the depth is hurting a little bit right now. But, you know, I and, and also when Dak goes out, that I think that hurts Zeke a lot too. So Probably. that's kind of like a double injury when that happens. But Yeah, I agree. I think Gus has something to say. I, I think our guest him, is, yeah, maybe trying to chime to go in. To the bathroom I think he's telling us to yeah. mention uh, Matt's name because he blew it out of the water. Lamar, last week. what a stud! Yeah, it's great to have him on your team. Good for you, Matt, yeah. and Mark Andrews. I, I mean, mean, yeah, it's. I think Matt's team is pretty fluky, though. I knew he moved oh, himself yeah. up to fourth in the power rankings this week, but I don't know. I don't think he has a ton of depth. I mean, I, I like Kenneth Walker. But outside of Kenneth Walker, I really think it's just a absolute dead zone at this point. I mean, there's nobody you're super excited about or can even think about trusting for this season. 
you know, he doesn't have his first this year, so he's not going to tank. He really doesn't have much to lose mm-hmm. by getting rid of it. The Cam Akers trade is actually looking to be okay for him. Um, you know, Cam Akers coming back with another, you know, 12 carry game, 61 yards. He did have that fumble right on the end zone that hurt, but um, yeah, I think it was a great week for Matt. But yeah, Cordero Patterson as well. Uh, he's sort of uh, been like Mike Williams this season with uh, 21 points week one, four points week two, 21 points in week three. Um, <laughs> you but, love those guys. Yeah, he's playing a lot better than I expected, and Matt had confidence in him. Yeah, yeah, it's been it was a great week for Matt, and you know just with the league being so low scoring, I mean we only had one person put up over 130 points, which yeah. I don't think that will ever. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Where was it not exciting in the NFL this week? I'm trying to think to some of the games. I mean, were they just not high scoring at least? I think I, we expected some of the games to be a little more high scoring than they were. Yeah, I mean, the 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 Eagles had a high scoring game because they just put up a lot of points. But yeah, I think overall, and you didn't get the stud scoring. I mean, that's a big thing. Like, for example, in the Raiders game, you had Matt Collins getting yeah. 190 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, who's that guy, right? Yeah, and I think, you know, Khalil Herbert putting being the RB1 in the week last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's for you, Mike. But I was just going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He had a good week. I mean, it was, it was impressive to see him put up 160 yards on 20 carries mm-hmm. um, on a team that doesn't uh, throw the ball at all, but... Yeah, it's um I, I think the biggest winner honestly of this week is Brian's team coming in uh fourth overall or fifth overall yeah. with hundred and nine points. That is a That might save him. That might save him. I think he may look back on week three and and hundred and five point performance and really be excited about that. Because hundred and nine points could easily be last place. I mean Oh yeah. It's not a very good score. Yeah, look at week one. It would have been second. It would have been second to last, or third to last. Yep. Um, I mean, and, and even week two, it wouldn't have been that great either. Yeah, week two, it would have been the fourth to last, or four. You know, Brian just barely edging it out, just barely getting to, getting what he needs to to stay away from Waffle House. Yeah, I think he is. I I don't. I wonder what's going through his head when he thinks about his fantasy team right now, like where he's at. It's got to be a roller coaster. I mean, because he he doesn't really have the draft assets anymore. He's got some good young players in Drake London and Brees Hall, but um, you know, it's a it's a winding road. I mean, this isn't a year you mind if you're gonna go to Waffle House this year. I think, especially compared to last year. You're gonna get the reward for going to Waffle House, assuming you, you have own your, pick, your draft yeah. pick. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Assuming you own your draft pick. Because Bijan Robinson for Texas, he, he is the guy. He is like... The real deal. He is the deal. He will go likely in the first round, and he will be a stud in the NFL. I think there's very little doubt that he isn't going to be awesome in the NFL. So I think if, you, if you're getting last and you're Mike or Brian, at least you're getting a generational prospect at running back, which is better than we could have said for last year. I don't think... I mean, Brees Hall was definitely good, but I don't know if I would want to spend 12 hours in a Waffle House for a Brees Hall, even right. at this point, if I could do it. Yeah. Well, maybe I would. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if I could add Brees Hall for 12 hours and 12 waffles, I think I would consider it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good uh, roundup of uh, the, the results from this past week. Uh, we received, I think today was a very special day because we got two uh, analyses 
uh, from Matt Kuyper Jr. and Brian McShay. Uh, would we like to uh, begin with Matt Kuyper Jr.'s uh, yeah. power rankings? Matt's came out first. The power rankings still kind of... You know, I don't know where I'm at on power rankings moving so much this early in the season. I'm a little bit yeah. skeptical of that, but I appreciate it because Tommy, it's, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's... Tommy at second, I honestly don't mind it. Tommy put up 130 last week, didn't have Mike Evans or Keenan Allen, and benched James Conner. So he wasn't starting three guys you would typically think would be starters for his team. You know, Amon, the story of Amon Ra is... It's absolutely crazy. And James Robinson mm-hmm. going off again after the torn Achilles. Like, I, James Robinson was a pretty much worthless asset going into the season. It would have been so worthwhile to trade for him in retrospect. But, yeah, Tommy's team, I think if James Robinson continues to be a stud, he's he's in, he's in prime shape to contend again this year. I mean, he's got the depth. He The only thing that hurts him is the, the quarterback play, I think. Just a potential risk if... Winston is actually hurt, and you're not feeling good starting Jacoby Brissett or Justin Fields. But I like looking at the power rankings, and at least when trying to make them, t- asking myself, what is, what's the standings going to look like at the end of the season? And that's yes. how the power rankings should that's be. That's how set. they should be, yes. And Tommy at second, I don't think that's right. And on good and last, I don't think that's right either. No, I don't think so. I don't, and I don't, yeah, it'd be interesting to know Matt's perspective on what he's doing. Is it mm-hmm. like a, NFL power rankings were the team you would least want to play the next week or something like that. But again, because there's just... definitely more than one way to do this, right? I don't know. I don't. Th- I guess. What are the power rankings this week? Yeah, or, yeah. Because then... I don't know if that's how he's doing it though. Because with injuries and stuff, you'd have to be pretty intense to look at that and say, "Yeah." I think he's doing a season-long outlook when he looks at this, and oh. and I don't, I don't, I don't think Tommy in second is that bad overall. I I think I'm. I think the on good and last is worse than the Tommy in second. Yeah, I do. I think it's definitely Matt and Brian at the bottom. I just Mike. don't see a scenario, or Mike and Brian. Yeah, I just don't see a scenario where on good's team finishes last unless mm-hmm. he, like, unless he tanks. Like that's the only way he goes last place is if he just calls the season. And I don't think he's going to do that. I think what a lot of people are going to do, especially these bottom teams. Or I guess if you're a team like On Goods or Brian's, is you're gonna try and stay around that third, fourth spot up until the trade deadline, and then you'll get rid of those vets. I think that's why trading is so dead right now too, is because you're at a point where nobody really wants to set their fate for the rest of the season, either going all in to commit to win this year, or full on tanking and just accepting the last place. People are still kind of feeling out where their team is in the overall standings. On Good is in last place right now. And his only draft pick is, well, his two draft picks for next draft. His own second and his own fourth. You don't want to be fighting it out this whole season and end up getting last place with only your second and your fourth. Yeah. He will, like you were saying, if he is going to come in last place, you might as well make it worthwhile and start making moves to get picks that are going to help you and young assets that are going to help you going forward. And at some point, he's going to have to make that decision. If he goes two more weeks like this and is still in last place, what do you do? Yeah, I totally agree. I think one of the things that kind of help 
help shape the power rankings a little bit. I know we said we were going to talk about it later when we were talking beforehand, but if you look at the max points for at this point, it tells a very different story uh, from Mike's overall power rankings. In last place, and it's not even close on a weekly basis, is Colin's team. Uh, if, if everyone would have set the optimal lineup the first three weeks, Colin's team would have had seven table points. Brian would have 12, Sloan 12, and then Anga 13. So I think Colin's team is kind of getting a little bump. I mean, I think a lot of his guys are a little underrated. They're not really people you want on your team that much, but mm -hmm. they get consistently good performance. I think this is just another reason why Anga's team is just for sure not at the bottom. It just can't be. There's no way Anga's team finishes in last place is on good just not doing the research is he not <laughs> is he not setting the the best lineup that he could be setting is he just going off of projected points like we were talking about earlier i mean max points four like i said it's a little bit of a support you see a team like mike's in fourth place overall in max points and you know that's just total bullshit right he would have finished first in week two and that would have required him to start tua over trevor lawrence and it would have required him to start Garrett Wilson, who in the second week you're not starting mm -hmm. a rookie unless your team is like, in, unless it's in, unless it's Drake. No, yeah, Lundin, he's just but you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have done it, especially when Joe Flacco is throwing in the ball. It just doesn't make sense. So mm -hmm. there are certain, you know, and Zay Jones is somebody he should have started. There's just bullshit that happens on your bench sometimes where random players who are you know are bad get a touchdown. So that's why I'm not fully leaning on it, but. You know, you see Dylan's team at the top in max points for. You see Brian's team near the bottom. Colin's team near the bottom. Anga's team near the bottom. Your team near the bottom. Not that mm -hmm. I think your team is actually a bottom team because your your team is top heavy. So when your top guys don't perform, yeah, you're rarely going to have the wrong lineup that's set. You don't really have much of a bench. Yeah, so. that's a good point. I don't know. I, I, I think Matt putting himself at fourth, I get it. He had a good week. But... If Lamar cools down at all, which who's to say he will, it's a contract year. Uh -huh. But if he starts cooling down and Matt gets two injuries to two starters, which I think it is reasonable, everyone should expect that they will have two starters miss at least two to three weeks out of the year. I think he then starts getting in trouble when that begins to happen. I mean, getting those points early really matters because everybody's going to start getting injured later in the season. So I think that's good for Matt, but I don't think there's any way he finishes fourth overall. I don't know who it is. I think I guess he has a chance, but I don't know. If your team stays healthy, I think you're finishing. Fourth. I think Lamar will come back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, he's not going to—I mean, last 20 week— 20 points week one, 41 week two, 39 week three. You can't, keep, you can't keep up the last two weeks of his scoring. Four passing touchdowns last week on 18 completions for 218 yards. That's just yeah. never happening. Nope. It's never happening. So, I mean, it happens for Lamar, I guess, but... Mark Andrews as well. I mean, he's been killing it. Yeah. Which is sort of derivative of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, With them sure. both being on the Ravens. It's a fun stack to have, I think. And, it's, and, and Matt's team, you know... He doesn't really have the young depth, I would say, but he's got some nice, fun young pieces, and A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, both guys that I really like. Um, I don't mind Cam Akers at this point. I don't know. It's weird to say that considering I was so out on him. Uh -huh. I think he's a little scared with Najee as well, just been incredibly inefficient this year so far. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I just think the power rankings are... It's tough 
to have them change every week so much. I mean, Tommy moving up three spots. Do you think his team is three spots better than it was last week in the overall standings? Right. We have how many weeks left? 11 of regular season left mm-hmm. to still go through. It's a there's a lot of it, it's it's at, it's getting to the point where you have to start making decisions and and that's not really that fun. That, I I think that's why trades have been so dead. Nobody really knows what to do at this point. Yeah, I mean, other than the Dalton Schultz trade for me, I didn't I didn't want to move anything because I think my team will perform better than it has been and I'm sure we have other members of the league who feel the same. Yeah. And there's just no point in trading. Yep. I think nobody is making Asset the nobody is making assessments on young players based on poor performances this early in the season, so nobody's really been able to under un, like buy low, and young players who have performed well, everybody's keeping them, and the mm-hmm. prices are super high. And then old players, if they perform bad, nobody wants. Brief pause there to go take care of Gus. Uh, you know, all of us can get a little pissed off when there's no <laughs> trades happening in the league. So yep, I understand, but yeah, it's been. It's been a weird time. I feel like everybody is kind of set with their team. The teams that are good feel good enough. The teams that are bad, very few teams are at that tipping point, and it's a little bit too early for them to start making bigger decisions. Yeah. I hope it uh, gets a little more loose going into the rest of the season with with people more willing to trade, Uh, especially when you consider the teams that will need to think about tanking and planning for the future. Yeah, you just need a few more data points on these young guys to kind of see what's going on. Mm -hmm. Three weeks, you can't tell if it's like this guy is actually a stud or if he's you know way worse than what we thought he was going to be. Right. I think I think getting into week four and five, we'll start seeing a bit more action. Any other thoughts on the power ranking, Sloan? No, I think everything else is uh, as good as you could expect it to be. Um, I don't know if it's exactly what I would make my power rankings like we were saying, but uh, I think Matt puts a reasonable amount of time into creating these so I respect most of the yeah I, he puts effort into it yeah. I like the write-ups it's it's very respectable for sure my only thing that I want to add is you know Dylan obviously number one we don't talk about him very much on the podcast I think just because his team is so annoying yeah. how good it is there's no reason to it's not fun it's it's just a juggernaut and it's probably going to be for the next three or four years i hope all of the quarterbacks for his receivers leave uh, their teams and go play for somebody else but until that happens congratulations on having the number one team this year and probably for the next three or four years dylan yep okay on to our next piece of wonderful content we're getting from the team thanks again matt and brian for putting this together this is going to be josh's portion of the podcast because i don't know (laughs) who any of these people are we can make it brief. I mean, it's... it's. And we're talking about the Taxi Squad power rankings through week three from Brian. Yes, we are. We're talking Taxi Squad power rankings. I'm sure you were psyched to not see your team in last place. You overcame Brian and Tom. I saw the 10, right? He does it kind of backwards in this document. And I'm like, 10, I'm like, oh, perfect. 10, not me. Sweet. 9, not me. I was like, oh, I'm sure I'm probably like 4th or 5th. 8, Team Sloan Schaefer. Okay, cool. <laughs> I love that you thought you were fourth or fifth. I would love to know why you maybe thought that. It's because that Xander two touchdowns in back-to-back weeks, was that what did it for you? No, I, I think Kyle Phillips, he has actually played a lot. I think Calvin Austin, I'm high on any Pittsburgh uh, wide receiver. Kate Otten, yeah, I don't really know about him. I just I don't know who that is. Does he play for the Bucks? Uh, yeah, he's okay. tied in for the Bucks. 
uh, someone I know that Josh doesn't. I knew Incredible. who he was. I called the team oh, that he okay. played for. So <laughs> I, I just enough about my team. Let's talk about some of the others. I just think it's interesting, kind of when you when you really look at the teams. No one really has that great of a taxi squad at this point. It's um, hard to yeah, have a, a good one. I it think. is. I mean, if you have good players, they're sitting on your bench already. I think a travesty is having Mike at number one overall. Yes, yes, Jamison Williams could be good. And we're only three weeks in, and he's been great. But I'm taking Austin's with Olave anytime over that. If I could trade... I'm thinking of this like... Which taxi squad I'd trade for? I would well, yeah, trade all of Austin's is, yeah. for. Uh, I would rather have Austin's and Mike. Olave has been insane. That doesn't just go away, and it's been with Mike Thomas and Jarvis Andre on the field. I think I would also take Dylan's over Mike's. Damian Pierce and Traylon Burks. I mean, Traylon hasn't had the greatest start to the season in terms of snap count and overall metrics, but he's going to be on pace to hit the threshold. That team has nobody else on it. Damian Pierce, I do think he's a one-season wonder, maybe. Okay. If that I could means. see that with the Texans being kind of a me- as me- a big of a mess as they are. Yeah, I, and, a- and there's stats to back it up. If you're a running back drafted in the fourth round or later, you just never. I mean, it's like a one in a hundred chance that you end up having multiple productive seasons in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. It's really an opportunity thing, which is fine. But still, with Traylon overall, I think I'm taking that over Mike's. I don't mind Alec Pierce, but he hasn't really done much. Brian Robinson, again, you know, he's got three guys who are injured and haven't played a single game yet. I think it's hard to rank them above. I think mine and third, you know, I I, I, like, I like yours if David Bell gets more. He just doesn't get snaps yeah. right now. And I think that's because Brissett is so bad that they're not running any really three wide receiver sets, and he's definitely their third wide receiver right now behind Peoples-Jones. Um, Wandale, knee injury after mm-hmm. the ninth snap. Rashad White just stuck behind Leonard Fournette. Christian Watson, hamstring injury, and competing with Dobbs for that like wide receiver whatever spot in Green Bay. Mine are pretty speculative. It's guys that I still like, but none of them have really broken out at all, so... I think it's just the moral of the story here is nobody really has that good of a taxi squad at this point. I think the best value, and I'd like to hear your opinion on best value after this, I think the best value on any of these taxi squad is Isaiah Likely with Matt, tight end from Baltimore. They like him a lot out there in Baltimore, and Matt got him off the waivers. Didn't even have to draft him. And I know you guys joke on keep trade cut, but you look at his keep trade cut value and how it's shot up since the draft I think that's the best value yeah I like Isaiah Likely I have him in in my in our other dynasty league that we do and it's tough because you know I I like a good tight end it's fun to have a good young tight end his snap participation percentage he hasn't reached 50 percent involvement in snaps yet for the entire year which is tough well it's tough because they have they have mark Mark andrews Andrews. exactly so he's playing behind somebody who's great he's a fun young player but tight end is just such a shit show you're experiencing it i think it's hard to find anybody that you want to consistently trust i think the best taxi squad player right now is probably romeo dobbs you know for the for the teams that are fifth and back i think the fifth and back teams 
right now there's really nobody I would really want on my team that badly uh, for fifth and back besides Dobbs. Beef and cheddar? You don't want him on your team? Xander Horvath? I don't. I actually really don't. I mean, a fullback, that's what I said. If we start, <laughs> if we add a fullback position, you'll be in good shape. But yeah. Dobbs, I mean, last week he got eight targets, played 89% of the snaps. You know, everyone was injured. Watkins was out. Watson was out. Cobb was injured. I know he played, but he was on the injury report the whole week. Lazard was on the whole injury report the whole week. I mean, it's great opportunity to just be a healthy wide receiver right now in the Packers, and that'll go a long way. It hurts me to see it being a Christian Watson owner, but you know, you're feeling great if you drafted Dobbs late in the third round, three weeks into the season. Yeah, I love Tommy's approach. He's going to take two players. And that's his taxi squad. Why not pick up others, right? <laughs> it has no cost to you. There's only a benefit of it. Uh, and maybe he didn't know any other players outside of uh, Kyron Williams and Daniel Bellinger. But it's okay. I mean, the crazy part is, like, I kind of like Daniel Bellinger. Like, I like Kyron Williams. I mean, Daniel Bellinger on the... On the, the Giants, they have literally no wide receivers this week. Sterling Shepard, Tony ACL. Wandale out with a knee injury still. Kadarius Tony still doubtful. Their leading receivers are going to be Richie James and Daniel Bellinger this week. It is a shit show over in New York. I think Daniel Bellinger could end up being, like, if I could have him over Isaiah Likely, I might honestly say yes. Not because I'm, the talent would be better, but because the opportunity is there, and when you get into these crapshoot draft picks that aren't just like incredible prospects, opportunity is the biggest thing you can get. If you're stuck behind another tight end when you have a rushing quarterback, it's going to be hard to get the opportunity to be good. Yeah. Brian points this out in his analysis. The reason he ranked Tommy so low is because he only has two players. <laughs> yeah. And that Brian does like Williams and Bellinger. Yeah. Uh, but Brian had to do it with... You had to. Yeah, I don't know why he why Tommy did it because he pays attention. He started James Robinson over James Conner last week. That is like a thoughtful fantasy move. So to do to not even have a full taxi squad, just I don't maybe he just doesn't care in the off season. But yeah, well, and it's tough to figure out the players who you should put on there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. I'll be honest with you. I just looked at the trending in the sleeper app and said, okay, these, I think these are guys who might have a future, but if it's really not costing you anything. It depends if you're throwing some fab at them, then, you know. Yeah. I, I, the only player that. I kind of like on yours is Kyle Phillips, but not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're trying to trade for him. I was, but yeah. it's just, you. it's a kind of, it's a weird player to trade for because you're like, you know, what I would give you would never be, I'm not going to pay you like a real player for that right now. You As know? You, yeah. I it agree. would be more of just kind of like a throw in for a bigger trade. So then you have to get to that point and that's when it gets a little bit difficult. But yeah, I think it's a, it's kind of a, a crappy, I'm going to say 60% of these players at least get dropped at the end of this season. At l- Yeah. At least 60%. Yeah. I think I think teams five through ten, the only players I see lasting as of right now, if I had to guess, for the fifth through tenth teams, Trey McBride, I think you keep him because it takes three years for tight ends. Kyle Phillips, 
John Mechie and Dobbs and then maybe Isaiah likely. I just think maybe one one player out of each of these teams is saying. Isaiah Spiller, I don't know. He's been I, I don't even know where he's at on that depth chart. I know we're playing Dynasty, but you if a rookie running back isn't even in the RB2 or 3 slot, that's kind of scary. So, I'm sure Ongut's kicking himself for that second round pick. He left some good players on the board to take Spiller there. That one hurts. Yeah. Were we surprised with that during the draft that he took him? I think we, I think were, we were a little surprised. Yeah. It was a little bit of a reach for Isaiah Spiller. Yeah, because he took him at the 2.4 spot, I think. And I thought for sure he would take Christian Watson. But he took Isaiah Spiller. I, I mean, it would have been nice to have the Dobbs-Watson stack. I'm sure he wished he could have both of them if he went back in time. But Yeah, look at that. He did take him to 2.04. Yeah. Gosh, Josh. <laughs> what? You just came up with that off the top of your head, didn't you? This is it? my life, Sloan. Uh-huh. <laughs> I could probably do the first two rounds, two oh and a half goodness. rounds for you off the top. But wow. Yeah, it's um, it's just tough. I mean, it's it's a weird time in the league right now. I feel like we all kind of understand how to play Dynasty, whereas this time last year, nobody really knew what was going on. It was like... It was a, the wild, wild west. It was. It was like an office fire scene like where everyone's just running around. Nobody knows what's going <laughs> yeah. on. Like, well, I like Mike. He spent like all his fab on like, week Mitchell. one. Yeah. yeah, that was a great trade. That was a great fab spend. He got uh, he got Garrett Wilson because of that trade, which is absolutely wild Jeez. for a thousand thousand fab. If you look back at that, it's crazy to think about. That but is, it's uh, yeah. I think everybody's just kind of sitting sitting still. You know, it's too early to judge any rookies. We've known the teams that we were going to have for a while now. So, yeah, it's kind of a it's a quiet time in the league. Have you been doing a lot of trade talks, or have things been pretty dead for you, too? Uh, Mike reaches out every now and then. He but does, yeah. I think at this point, I don't really want to trade. I want to see how my team plays out, like we were talking about earlier, and then I can reevaluate and make some decisions yeah. uh, later on. Um, I wish I could trade more with, like, Tommy or Austin, because they do have some players that I would at least want to have talks about but i just know that they're not going to be interested in talking about it yeah and it's like what do you give to them that they are interested in receiving i think that's the thing you know right you have to look at a trade of like how does this benefit us mutually and they're just not yeah i think their teams are both just kind of where, where they're at and they're and they're going to be there for a while I feel so like we don't talk about austin's team a lot you know it's just a middle team and yeah. it's fine he needs a quarterback still. I'm, I'm not worried about him going to Waffle House. No. But I'm not thinking he's going to win the league either. No. With Saquon and Jonathan Taylor, he's definitely not. Saquon's been a, a freaking stud this year, as has Diggs. Jonathan Taylor's still pretty consistent. He's not the Jonathan Taylor of last year, but you know he's he doesn't get hurt, and that's a huge win. But I, yeah. I just don't feel like there's much to to talk about on a, on a team like his. I think the problems that we talked about in the preseason for his team, they're still pretty much the same now. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Well, cool. Any other thoughts for this week, Sloan, or any other thing you want to go over? No. I Like I said, I'm excited for this upcoming weekend. I think it's going to be fun to see the adjustments that people made after three weeks of uh, of information uh, and just seeing if 
anybody can make any big moves because it is still tight in the middle of the table mm-hmm. um, and it's tied at the bottom of the table with the uh, on good Brian and Mike and I think I think watching the bottom of the table is more fun it than is. seeing who wins the league yeah because the bottom of the table is so much more absolute for the regular season because uh-huh. then it's over once the regular season is over so and I think that just the the result and what you have to deal with in being last is much worse the the amount of pain that you have to go through i think is greater than the amount of joy that you'll get <laughs> winning the league yeah i agree it's uh the pain will be so high i think if Angad has one more bad week like really really bad week i think that's when you see him start going into rebuild mode I think it'll only take one more. I think he'll have a tough time going into rebuild mode. I don't know how much time he spends on research. Is he going to know what to do? Or is he just going to keep his hands in his pocket and ride it out and hope that it gets better? Or, yeah, he might just have no clue what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Glad I'm not him. Me too. Me too. Well, thanks to all you for listening. Go buy yourself some spicy honey in celebration of making it this far in the podcast. You know, I don't I don't know if we'll be live next week. Probably not, but Doubt it's it. been good to do two back to back live pods with you. Yeah, I've had a blast. I think uh, the conversation is a lot better when we're actually in person. Yeah, it's fun. And then and and probably next week I think next week or the week after is when we'll start bringing people on because we'll, you know, yeah, probably get there to the last 10 weeks or so. So Yeah, we'll have to fun. get those scheduled. Yeah, it'll be. I want to like save the people who are most likely to go to Waffle House for the end. I think that'll right. be fine. Yeah, I agree. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, guys. We'll talk to you again next week. Appreciate it. Talk to you later, Sloan. See ya.